I see a lot of bad Section 179 strategies happening. And there's pros and cons to it, right? Like it's a strategy for a reason. It is a legal strategy. This is Boosting Your Financial IQ, where we learn how to speak the language of money and leverage finance to grow profitable businesses. Please share and enjoy. So today, what I want to do is I want to follow up from our previous episode where we were talking about tax, tax planning, and different strategies that people could do, especially entrepreneurs, in order to hold on to more of their their profits and their cash. I want to talk about an implication with pursuing, you know, bad tax strategies that exist out there and how that may impact somebody in a negative way. So I want to bring this to light. I want to kick things off by providing more context than I want to hear from you, Leland, on this. So here's what drives me crazy, folks. I know people, you probably know people, Leland, you've probably heard of these people as well, but they always seem to get by without paying any taxes, or at least that's what they say. Now, there's the completely fraudulent way to doing it. Like, hey, I'm not going to file my tax returns, or I'm going to like lie and cheat on my tax returns. We're not talking about that here, okay? We, we're not talking about that. We're not going there. Nor am I the tax police. I'm not the IRS police here. But look, there is a bigger strategy and a bigger picture that I want you to get. But they always say, look, I have this, this tax account over here in Utah, or I have this friend in the Cayman Islands, he does my return, whatever it is, right? They're always like doing these shady things. Really, it's like, hey, we're, we're, tax, we're reducing our tax liability and we're paying $0 in taxes. And they celebrate, and they're like, this is the greatest thing in the world, right? You should talk to my tax accountant. But then when I start to pull things back and really look underneath the hood of what's going on, this is the common tactic that's going on. And this is what I, I want to talk about today specifically. It's called Section 179. Okay, If you don't know what this is, essentially, it's when you can take an asset, you buy an asset, and normally you have to depreciate that asset over a useful life. So let's say I go buy a truck for $50,000. I can't just write that all off you know, in one year, typically. Instead, I got to... you know depreciated over a certain period of time, like five years. So instead of 50,000 one year, I could do 10,000 for five years. With section 179 though, it allows for businesses to write off certain types of assets. Now there's limitations, there's rules with this. I'm not going to get into that today. We're just going to go real high level, but you can write off the whole asset. So what's going on is at the end of the year, these business owners, they say, look, you know, I have you know, $100,000 in profit. And their tax account says, well, you don't want to pay taxes on that, do you? So go out and buy that truck or trucks or skidster or tractor or backhoe or whatever it may be. Just go buy that. We'll write the whole thing off and you have zero, you know, income, taxable income, and you walk away without paying any taxes. So that's, that's the strategy that's being pursued. Leland, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I see a lot of bad section 179 strategies happening. And there's pros and cons to it, right? Like it's yeah. a strategy for a reason. It is a legal strategy. No one's doing anything illegal, like you said, but I think it's overused because we think our number one goal is to pay the least amount in taxes. Yep. And I tell all my clients, paying less in taxes is great. You want to pay the right amount in taxes. And the fact that like owing Paying taxes is a sign that you're making money on paper and that's a good thing. You just don't want to overpay. Yep. You have to pay the government. You do not have to leave a tip. Tip your server, not the IRS. I love that. But, but when you see these strategies like Section 179, where people are saying, "Are I'm cash flowing $200,000 and I'm paying zero in income. Well, 
you have to realize that on the back end of that, it's it can hurt you. And the fact that, well, then you go to get any line of credit, you go to get a mortgage or anything, and now on paper, you don't make any money. Yep. So then you have to do a bank statement loan or all these kind of crazy roundabout ways to get financing on something else. And now your rates aren't as advantageous. You're paying more money in your cash flow. And what people also don't realize is when you finance, like let's say you buy a backhoe and mm-hmm. you're financing it. Well, now for the next 10 years or however long your your period is, you're paying for this backhoe and it's no longer a tax deduction for you because you took all the tax benefits up front. Yep. So what it is, is you're essentially taking 10 years worth of tax breaks and putting it on one year that then you have to service the next 10 years, yep. which as we know in business and in a healthy business, you're paying more in taxes over those 10 years. Your income is actually should be growing. And so now in these years where you could be really in need of a tax break, that vehicle is no longer providing that for you. Yep. Now it can be a great benefit to you to use a section 179 if you're in a situation where, hey, we had an insanely one-time windfall gain of a year and we need these these vehicles. Like I you know, have a client who has a cleaning service. They need vans for yeah. their business. It's just part of their actual day-to-day business. A section 179 could make a lot of sense for them. But you just see people being like, oh, well, you made a lot of money this year. So go buy a car. Not to mention it's done poorly where people are buying cars that they use more for their personal than for their business, which is a sure. big no-no, but their CPAs aren't thinking about it. Their tax accountants aren't thinking about it. They're just like, my job is purely to make this number lower, lower, lower. You yep. paid zero in taxes. Yay me. You love me. And I don't have to worry about any implications in the future <laughs> because yeah. I did my job for this year. The thing that people don't realize about CPAs, and I love CPAs, I work with CPAs, If you're a CPA out there, great. I encourage you to do tax planning, not just tax filing. They are innately historians. Mm -hmm. They're looking out the rearview mirror at what's already happened this year and trying to figure out how do we make your taxable burden lower? They're not looking through your front windshield at the road ahead and saying, where are you going and how do we create a, ta- a strategy that actually lowers your lifetime taxes, yeah. not just this year's taxes? And yeah. so, I, yeah, I, that would be my thoughts on on one section 179. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And, and that's really critical for people to understand that, you know, you start running into a problem when you're servicing the debt. You've already taken the tax deduction, you know, year one, year two, three, four, five, you have to service that debt you've already taken the tax deduction. So what happens to businesses is that they have profits that they owe taxes on for the current year, but the cash is is already being spent over here to service the debt. So when it comes time to pay your taxes, you don't have the cash. Mm-hmm. So I was working with a doctor once and he had a million dollars in tax liability and he had like a hundred grand in his operating account. And he's like, Steve, how is that even possible? And I was like, well, because you're taking all these distributions, you did section 179 on a bunch of medical equipment. And therefore, like now you have this issue, right? And it caught up with him over, over the years and he ended up you know, covering it, but it almost put him out of business. But I've worked with other people like contractors, for example, 
and they don't survive. They go bankrupt because Section 179 catches up with them. Like you said, Leland, not a bad strategy. If you want to expand your business, if you need to replace that piece of equipment, that's great. But don't just be sitting there at the end of the year saying, I got a hundred grand in profit. I need to go like blow money just to not pay taxes. I mean, that's completely, you know, irresponsible in a lot of ways. I mean, you, you just, you'd never do that, right? Yeah. And on that note, I think people get tax credit and tax deduction mixed up where mm -hmm. a tax deduction, if you pay 25 grand for a, for a new car and you get that as a deduction, you're saving six ish thousand dollars, six or $7,000 in actual tax dollars. Great. If you needed that car, wonderful. You just use it as a tax tool too. But are you going to go spend 25,000? Now your bank account has $25,000 less money right? as opposed to just paying $6,000 less money. If you didn't need that car to begin with, or that wasn't a, an original need, well, that didn't make a lot of sense. You're actually out more money than you were before. Exactly. And and so I see people doing that where they're spending money just to get tax benefits. And it's like, I'd almost rather, you don't need the things that you're spending this money on. So it doesn't make sense. Don't just like go out to eat just to get a business meal expense. You know, yeah, like if you exactly. didn't, weren't going to go out to eat anyways. The, people think it's a credit where if I spend 25000 it's an exact $25,000 off my taxes. Right. And Which in that case, better. yeah, if that were the case for everything, then yeah. I'd rather give myself a car than give the IRS $25,000. Yeah. But and, it's and not let me touch on another point, an earlier point that you made, Leland. You know, when you said like you go to get a business loan, like our line of credit, or you're going to sell your business one day and they say, hey, give us the last three to five years of your tax returns. And you have like zero company, you know, profit because you're, you're reducing it. I mean, sure, you can do ad backs and a sophisticated investor can look at it or an underwriter may make some exceptions. However, like there's nothing wrong with paying taxes. Like if you're paying taxes on your business, that could be a good thing, right? Because you're, you're profitable. Like you're making yeah. money. That's a good thing. You're paying taxes. You just don't want to be paying more taxes. Like you said, at the beginning, you don't want to be paying more taxes than what's necessary or what's under your obligation. That's the, that's the part that's not prudent. I, yeah, I completely agree. The goal is not to not pay taxes. Because if you don't pay taxes, that means you're not showing any income. And if you're not showing any income, that feels nice because you have income, you've you know spent it, you've used it for your business, but it's going to come out in the wash. There's any time you do something with taxes or money, there's always a backstroke effect to it. Yep. That not everything's touching each other. No matter what you think, money touches all of our lives, taxes touch money. And so every action we make has a tax kickback somewhere. And so we don't think about what are the back end effects of this. I have clients who sometimes we say, hey, we're actually going to intentionally pay more in taxes this year. We're going to do the strategy. It's going to cost you more. That doesn't feel fun. But when we look at your lifetime taxes, it's going to be lower because we're doing this. Yep. Because I would rather you get the tax savings in a future year where we know you're going to make more. We know your taxes are going to be higher, whatever it may be. There's a lot of reasons to do that. But that's why I think it's important if you're working with a tax accountant or a financial planner or anybody that's working with you on your taxes to have someone who you know is not just filing your taxes, but doing tax critical tax planning, yep. looking out into the future with you to say, 
what is your greater plan? What's your bigger strategy? What's your vision? And what do we see coming up? And how are we implementing things? Because the goal is not to just not pay taxes this year. Yeah, absolutely. Paying taxes is is a great problem. It's the best problem to have. Yeah, (laughs) because you're making money. Well said. No, this has been great. Thank you so much for all of your insights on this podcast. This has been very informative and I, I really appreciate you being back on the show, Leland. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And for everybody who's listening, if you want to learn more about Leland, I would highly recommend going to byfiq.com, which stands for boosting your financial IQ. You can go there. He'll have a guest page with his bio, with links and with other information for you to connect with him there. So be sure to check that out. So yeah, thanks for being on the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. And until next episode, take care of yourself. Cheers. Hey, real quick. If you get value out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us a review. Also, if you want to be featured on the show, send me a recording with your name, your age, where you're from, and your question through a voice note or a video using your smartphone. Then email me the file at hello at byfiq.com. BYFIQ stands for boosting your financial IQ. So once again, it's hello at BYFIQ.com. If selected, I'll give you a shout out and answer your question for you and the entire community. One last thing, if you want access to additional resources that will help you fast track your path to financial freedom, visit BYFIQ.com or download our free app in the Apple or Google Play app store today. Thanks again.